This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Monday the 30th of August. In your Sport Today, Afghanistan's Paralympians arrive in Tokyo. Toby Green in hot water after seeing red. The Swifts win the Super Netball title. And Ronaldo breaks the internet. This is your Sport Today. We start in Tokyo with the Paralympics and since you last heard from us on Friday, Australia have added 22 medals to now have 8 gold, 15 silver and 13 bronze. Gab's Australia's two latest goals came a couple of days apart. Yeah, they sure did, Sam. On Friday morning, Amanda Reid won gold in the women's C13 500 metres time trial, breaking her own world record in the final. Then last night, Madison Di Rosario won the women's T53 800 metres wheelchair race. Di Rosario said she's notorious for winning silver after finishing second three times, but the gold was all hers this time and Australia's first at the track these games. Yeah, those golds have Australia in eighth spot on the medal tally now with China on top and a week left of competition. Going back to the opening ceremony last week, the Afghanistan flag was carried out by a volunteer because the two Afghan athletes couldn't make it out of Kabul following the Taliban takeover. Well, they've made it to Tokyo and will now compete Gabs. Yeah, Zakia Kudadadi and Hussein Razuli arrived in Tokyo on Saturday after spending a week in France at a high-performance training centre so they could stay sharp for the Games. International Paralympics Committee President Andrew Parsons said it was a major global operation to get the pair out of Kabul and into Tokyo in time to compete. Kudadadi will be the first female Afghani athlete to compete at the Paralympics. Yeah, she'll be in action on Thursday in the women's K44 Taekwondo. And on Friday, Razuli will now compete in the men's T47 400 metre race after he missed the 100 metre race he was originally set to run in. And just this morning, news has come through that former IOC President Jacques Rogue has died. He was 79. Rogue was a three-time Olympic sailor for Belgium and was the IOC president from 2001 to 2013. Stick around to the end of the episode for a few key events worth checking out at the Paralympics today. Footy fans for both Aussie Rules and Rugby League know it's the business time of the year. In the AFL, the first week of the finals is over. The Demons, Power and the Bulldogs all won comfortably, but not the Giants. They beat the Swans by just one point, but Gabs, they could be without one of their best players next week after Toby Green brushed shoulders with an umpire. Yeah, and this happened at three-quarter time on Saturday when Green was having an intense discussion with umpire Matt Stevich and brushed shoulders with him as he walked past. Sam, touching an umpire is not on unless it's completely accidental and Green's brush was called intentional by match review officer Michael Christian. That means he'll go straight to the tribunal this week where he'll argue it wasn't intentional, more like it was unnecessary, which brings a lighter punishment such as a fine. If he's found guilty, he'll likely be suspended and miss the semi-final against Geelong on Friday. And that's a blow because Green led the way with three goals on Saturday for GWS. He's also the only Giants player to make the All-Australian team, which is basically the best combined AFL team of the season. The tribunal is usually on Tuesdays, but just keep an ear out in case it gets moved earlier. 
While Green might still get off, rugby league fans will likely know the season is over for Rabbitohs fullback Latrell Mitchell. He starred in Southwind over the Roosters on Friday night, but he's been suspended for six weeks for a high tackle on Joey Manu. Yeah, he scored two tries in that game, but then he was banned for six weeks with a tackle that left Manu with a fractured eye socket that's also ruled him out for the season for the Roosters. Mitchell could have appealed a ban, but had he lost that appeal, he would have been banned for nine matches, which would have seen him miss the start of next season as well, so he caught the six weeks on the chin instead. It means South are now without one of their best players as they try to make it to the grand final after being knocked out in the preliminary final for the past three seasons. With one round left before finals, it looks as though South will finish third behind the Storm and the Panthers. But the minor premiership is still up for grabs. After Parramatta beat Melbourne on Saturday, the Storm were going for a record 20th straight win. But the Eels caused one of the upsets of the season to win 22-10. Now today's trivia question. The Storm share the record with 19 wins. Name the other team that won 19 straight games in the year they did it. The answer at the end of the episode. Those in New South Wales haven't had much to look forward to in the current COVID lockdown, but on Saturday, they were guaranteed to have the winner of the Super Netball Grand Final. The Swifts and the Giants had been on the road for more than two months, living in hubs in different states as border restrictions changed, but they met in the season finale in Brisbane, where the Swifts beat the Giants by four points to win their second title in three years. Always good to head into a grand final when you cannot lose, Sam. Uh, Yeah, the Swifts won 63-59 after a really fast start that saw them score the first six goals of the match. The Giants fought back, getting to within one point, but they could not stop Swifts goal shooter Sam Wallace, who hit 48 of her 50 shots for the Swifts. As good as Wallace was, it was goal defence Matty Turner who was named player of the match for shutting down the Giants' attack that only hit nine of their 22 super shot attempts, those being the shots from far out and worth two points. Giants captain Joe Harton said after the match that the Swifts were, quote, on another level from the first whistle, while Swifts co-captain Matty Proud said the Giants were always going to bring it, but our girls, how bloody good. Proud added, for everyone sitting back at home on their couches in New South Wales, this one's for you. Netball fans won't have to wait long for their next fix with the Australian Diamonds, that's Australia's national team, to host England in October. The exact dates and times haven't been finalised just yet. The final tennis major of the year, the US Open, starts tonight in New York and it's going to look a little bit different. The US Open will be the first tennis major since the 1997 Australian Open that there'll be no Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, Serena and Venus Williams in the singles draw. They're all out injured, but one player who is fit in firing is Australia's Ash Barty, the number one player in the world. Yeah, and she comes into the US Open in good form, having won the lead-up tournament in Cincinnati without dropping a set, and that comes after as she won Wimbledon earlier in the year. Barty plays former world number two Vera Sponareva in the first round in the early hours of Wednesday morning here in Australia. Novak Djokovic, he's the number one seed on the men's side and he's looking to become the first man since Rod Laver in 1969 to win all four majors in the same year. He's also going for his 21st major title, which would put him one clear of Federer and Nadal with the most majors of any men's player of all time. 
Like Barty, Djokovic will also play his first match on Wednesday morning Australian time. Now, we don't know if Djokovic is vaccinated. He's done a pretty good job of dodging those questions in the lead-up. But Gabs, he hopes it doesn't become mandatory to compete. No, he doesn't. And the topic of vaccination has divided opinion in the tennis world. Federer, Nadal and Andy Murray, they all hope players get jabbed. But players like world number three, Stefanos Tsitsipas, he says he'll only get vaccinated if the tennis tour makes it compulsory. It isn't yet, with around half of the men and women playing at the US Open unvaccinated. Yeah, while half the players might not be jabbed, fans over 12 years old attending the US Open will need to prove they've had at least one vaccine dose if they want to watch the action in person at Flushing Meadows. That was a late change made just last Friday by tournament officials. Now, fans in Australia can watch the US Open on Foxtel and KO Sports from 2am tomorrow morning, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Remember when Kim Kardashian broke the internet a few years back with a photo of her? Uh, well, yeah, just a photo of her. Well, the net might have broken again this weekend when Manchester United announced they had signed Portuguese superstar Cristiano Ronaldo. Gabs, I know you're familiar with this story. Uh, Kardashian or the Cristiano one? <laughs> Ronaldo. Okay, well, yes, this was very large news, and mainly because nobody really saw this one coming. Ronaldo had been linked with a move to Manchester City after they missed out on signing England captain Harry Kane from Tottenham, so it was a bit of a shock that the other Manchester team signed him instead. Former Man U player Patrice Evra called it the biggest transfer ever, and it caused the club's website to crash when the news came out. Ronaldo is leaving Italian club Juventus to return to Man U, where he spent six seasons and won the Champions League. He left in 2009 to join Real Madrid in Spain, and he won pretty much every trophy on offer a number of times. The social media post by Man U confirming Ronaldo was coming back is apparently the most liked tweet and Instagram post by a sports club ever, with the Instapic alone getting more than 12.5 million likes. Now, Sam, you said he broke the the internet. I think Manchester United fans will be hoping he can break the back of the net when he returns in a few weeks. Back of the net. So Ronaldo is reportedly set to earn a million Aussie dollars a week, and that makes him the highest paid player in Premier League history. And that's on top of the billion dollars he's already earned. We still don't know when Ronaldo's first match will be, but it's likely to be mid next month after the club competitions have a short break so the players can go and play for their countries in World Cup qualifying matches. What we do know is Lionel Messi is set to make his PSG debut today. As we're recording, he's been named on the bench for the French Giants in their match against Rems. Are you sure you don't know anything about Kim Kardashian, Gabs? (laughs) Uh, Even if I did, I wouldn't tell you, Sam. Now a quick rundown of what to watch at the Paralympics today. And at 6pm, it's Australia's men's wheelchair basketball team, the Rollers. They're in action. They play Great Britain. Both teams have three wins and one loss, with the winner likely to finish in first spot in their group. And that'll get them an easy opponent in the quarterfinals. Yeah, it will. And at 6.45pm, two Australians are going for gold in the table tennis. Lee Na Lei is in the gold medal match in the women's C9 singles. And then at 7.45pm is Kian Yang in the C10 singles final. 
And at 7.25pm, Aussies Spencer Cody and Daniel Michelle compete in the individual BC3 Boccia. Both athletes have won their first two matches, and once they're done competing solo, they'll team up again in the pairs from Thursday. The answer to today's trivia question, it was the Roosters of 1975 who also won 19 matches in a row. Now, before we go, we'd love to get your feedback on how we're going here at Sport Today. So there's a link to a quick survey in the episode notes for you. And if you fill it out, you have a chance of winning a $200 Dan Murphy's gift card. So get around it. Can I enter? No, you can't, Gabs. (laughs) All right, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you tomorrow. 